0: Coming up on episode 20 of The Unscrewed Mind, part one of Rusty and I discussing what happens when we die. That's right. We're talking about the afterlife. And you know, since my spiritual awakening, it just doesn't seem quite so scary. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Podcast number 20 on video.
0: Are we saying that or we're not saying that? Podcast number 20
1: on video. Welcome.
0: To the unscrewed mind.
1: That was the, that's the noise, right? That's
0: so thing. can we talk about that real quick? Do you like yeah. the intro? Hmm?
1: I, But you know what I feel like? I feel like I'm on Legends of the Hidden Temple. Have what you seen that? that? It, no. It's, a, it's like a Nickelodeon show that when you were little, you don't remember the show?
0: I don't think so, no. It's like a big uh,
1: rock man on the wall. Uh huh, and it's like all Egyptian themed kind of deal, and it's it's kids going in and completing, ta you know things to get out of the temple. It's it was really it was a pretty good show, or it may be terrible, and I just remember it as being good.
0: Look at my (laughs) look
1: at my coffee. I've got the coffee pot
0: with me. Mm, That's sharp, because you can bring it
1: anywhere in the house.
0: What's the retail cost of that coffee mug? There, I don't
1: know. Oh, this one? This one was no, free. Not- this was sent to oh. me by somebody really special.
0: Man, the length of time it took to get you that. It <laughs> was a long time. <laughs> they it, they makes it a sweet story. Bob I, had to manifest that himself. I think Bob so made that you could this. hold that in your hand. I
1: think Bob made this himself.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And He's by like- making it by making it, I mean he made a uh like a porcelain, like a pot square, and then he chipped it. Out of that square yeah. slowly until he made a cup out of it. He's then like broke only- the handle. Then re- had to refashion a handle and hand paint, think and believe on there.
1: He's like, I'm only going to make one of these, but it's going to be Rusty's. <laughs> hey, I dude, don't even know him. This but cup I want is him to have so it. good though. Like the glazing on it. You know how the uh-huh. a coffee cup is glazed. This is the most glazed coffee cup I've ever had. That's great. I mean, like I have tons of Starbucks cups and everything. Mm-hmm. no this one is built better it's weird I
0: love it Yeah, I love it I'm glad you have it
1: it's my favorite it's my favorite cup
0: Rusty this is this is a big episode for us it's kind of like a um, it's an achievement we, we always list the name of the number of the podcast as we go but this one is a big one because it's podcast number 20 it's a solid round number and um Again, I I think I say this every week, but I'm just excited that uh, we're picking up steam. We're doing this week in and week out. It's getting easier. The technology is getting better. The subjects are getting better. I, I feel like we're hitting our stride.
1: Yeah. And the other thing is, is kind of leading up to this, I'm kind of a little bit anxious or something. I don't know what it is. Not really anxious or worried about it, but I'm wanting to do it but not necessarily knowing exactly how it's going to go. And then I get on here and I just feel like it's great every time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yep. that's exciting. And, um, today's topic is, uh, super personal to both of us. I feel like because of how much yeah. it's, it's changed us. Yeah. Um, but basically, basically we're just doing topic is going to be afterlife. Uh, you know, a spiritual afterlife, I guess, is what you could call it. But just the change in how Matt and I feel and what we feel about different religions and kind of some things that uh, some of the people in this realm speak about on um, afterlife.
0: So, so I think to start, uh, it makes sense to just kind of go through – um Conventional wisdom as far as the afterlife goes, because uh, I, I don't know if this is the same for you, Rusty, but for me, um, I had a very, I guess uh, similar belief in uh, the afterlife as the rest of the American population would have. I I think right? as far as I knew you were either an atheist or you were a Christian and you believed in a heaven and hell afterlife or you believed that there was, uh, absolutely no God. And so I'm curious for you, you've mentioned before that you kind of, you grew up in, um, didn't you, you went to uh, Christian schools, right? So you've had, you've, you've kind of been raised in this. I wonder if that's similar for, for where you came from.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Baptist school to begin with, uh, super strict. Uh, you know, you can't dance. I mean, I was very young Pre-K, kindergarten, first grade, can't dance, uh, no instruments, um, you know, just crazy stuff. Uh, The best story ever is something uh, (laughs) I had a pair. My my mom and me could not find a pair of clean socks one morning, and I had you know Michael Jordan's. It was like the the first black ones where you had the finger holes in them, and. I had a pair of Michael Jordan socks on. We walk into the classroom and my mom is like, Hey, we went to Kmart. They didn't have any kids socks. I am serious. We were in Kmart for 15 minutes looking for socks and they had no children's socks. I don't know what happened. Mm -hmm. It was, it was meant to be. So we go to,
0: yeah,
1: we go in and the teacher's like, Oh, you're going to have to see the principal. I had long pants on. You couldn't even see them, but just, just super strict and crazy rules. And I think that the reason why I bring up that story is because how many rules are in these religions, uh, across, you know, you've got the, I feel like a lot of people, uh, gravitate towards, uh, Catholic and Mm non-denominational. Um, and, and, you know, the non-denominational people are uh, – it, it feels like they're skating the rules a little bit, you know, because yeah. you've got – and then you've got the Catholic side skating the rules in a totally different manner than the non-denominational side. Right, so, right. So, it's like – I don't know. I It feels all very man-made, and it makes me question – what we're reading in the Bible. And I have not read the Bible all the way through Um, my, you know, my grandfather, he's read it through, I think like five times he's he's gone, but uh, you know, he talked to me about it a lot when I would go over to his house and just around it a lot. You know, I just never felt a super connection with it. Like the spiritual awakening that I had at the end of 2019 was eighty times. I mean, not not even on the scale of being able to explain to you what I felt versus all of these. Uh, you know, going to church. I mean, I went to um, what I. I'm trying to think of what they called it. I guess they called it. It's like church and school. I can't even remember what they called it. Uh-huh. But I went every day
0: from. Is it like Bible school? Is that what they call it? No, it was like, you
1: know, it was like, yeah, but it was like the, you know, a preacher led thing Mm -hmm. in school every day from fourth grade until 10th grade.
0: Wow. Is that mass? Was it mass? Yeah.
1: yeah. I guess, I, Mm -hmm. I, I guess that's maybe what it's called. I don't, I don't think it was called mass, but anyway, so, but never, I mean, the things that I feel like that I felt the most out of is like when when they were singing, like everyone coming together on something, you could feel the energy in the room on that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's always about things that you're not supposed to do, and heaven and hell pieces of it, right? Uh, and you know, if you do this, then you're done. You know,
0: yeah, yeah. And, and so I didn't have like a um, a church upbringing. I went to church a few times as a as a young child, um, kind of gravitated to it, uh, more once, uh, Carrie and I were married because her mom went to uh, a local Korean church and we went there and we, it felt like home. And there was a young preacher that, that, um, that kind of led our service on the American side. And it was, it was a, it was a great atmosphere. I was baptized in that church and really felt, um, really felt the spirit, felt like I was being called, uh to, to be closer to Jesus and all, and all this kind of stuff. But I say all that to say that it was a great experience. I've kind of fallen off, but I never felt confident in where I was going in that kind of Christian afterlife. And I didn't, I was never uh, at ease with kind of how everything was going to play out. Like if I died today, um, w- where's my spirit going to go? Like, what what does it mean for my soul? Um, and all of that has kind of changed with this spiritual awakening. And and I just, from what I'm reading and from what I'm taking in and from what I'm feeling by meditating, I just, I'm, I'm more certain that everything's going to be okay than I was prior to uh, this in, kind of enlightenment period, and less scared of of what's going to happen. So. Before before we move on, what do you think? What do you think happens when we die, Rusty? Like, what's your what's your opinion of where we go or what happens?
1: So, from everything that I've studied, looked at, the conclusion that I've drawn is that we are not the bodies that are here right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we are part of God. God is everything because everything is energy and we are directly connected through him and he's connected connected directly to us through us at the same time and we don't die our body dies but we do not die okay. and and it really seems to me that the experience on death is much um, different than it it is explained to us as well. I mean, you have a, I've had a real fear of dying and thinking about it. And, you know, when family members die, it's been upsetting. And, you know, you think that, well, that's the end of that type situation, Mm -hmm. but I've always kind of felt like when a family member dies that they're with me, you know, from, from the standpoint of, Uh, Just the way that they've impacted my life and from the standpoint of they've always been so committed to me that I feel like that they would be helping me if they could in the afterlife, you know? So from from
0: a Christian standpoint, do you, I mean, do you think that they're angels now and that like, is that a belief that's kind of held over when you, when you die, do you, will you see them? in the afterlife like immediately like what's um like what do you think about that now that you you're like you feel differently like as a whole either enlightened or awake or whatever you want to call it
1: yeah i i don't really think that um from i, I and if you haven't listened to Dolores Cannon people out there um you de- definitely need to look into the things that she has uh, done with hypnosis, putting people under, and then, um, you know, kind of going to past life regressions and things like that. Mm-hmm. But the way that she explains it, and I resonate with what she's saying on this, and I feel like that this could be the most accurate portrayal is that angels and us are not the same thing. Basically, we have a connection. She describes it as like a silver um, rope that is constantly connected to us. Mm -hmm. And so, when you die, you're kind of pulled into um, heaven, I guess, if you want to call it that. And you're able to see your whole life. And that the reason for our life is that we're here to learn certain things. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of talk with everyone that we're in a moment in history that is going to fundamentally change the way that we are completely, um, that we're moving to a different dimension and a, you know, a better overall better place because I feel right now, and I, I know a lot of people that do, is that something just seems like it's not right anymore, you know? And after the spiritual awakening, it feels more and more people that I talk to are, you know, coming coming into the law of attraction and the different laws that are out there, and they're I'm you know I'm talking to people that are talking to me about it and vice versa, and so I feel like there's a a awakening of people happening worldwide and um you know the thing is it's so crazy about that is that I always wonder is it me or is it the world changing you know
0: well so everything is remember like depending on what you believe everything is you pushed out mm-hmm. right so is the 5D awakening just you awakening like what is that like, What does that even mean? I did some reading into Dolores Claiborne, or I always want to say Dolores Claiborne, but it's Dolores Cannon. That's we an can old Stephen that. King book. I don't want to. I don't, <laughs> I don't even know that that's one of his better works. You can't but, go with
1: that. I was kidding.
0: Um, the interesting part is, like, uh, Dolores says that when you when you die, like there's a moment of confusion, right? But then you're instantly met with uh, people from past lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, like, the most recent one or even one in the past, and you instantly feel like you're at home and you have memories with those, I guess we'll call them souls or spirits, and, um, you know, you share a kinship with them. And then you almost have like have this debriefing where you uh, reprocess the lessons from that life. And then I'm assuming you get to choose to go back and live a different life, Right. Learn different lessons. Is that what she says?
1: Yeah. She says that basically your wife, your friends, everybody that's in your reality here is actually aware of everything prior to you getting here. And you're working on that lesson together. And when you, when you go back, you're, you're like, okay, well, we didn't do a very good job on this, this and this. And This time you can be the wife, and I'm going to be the like genders don't exist in this, you know, in in right outside of um, the world. But it it really, I mean, think of the way that your body heals, and the way that um, a baby is formed inside of the mother. I mean, it is incredible and we know for a fact that we're not the people controlling those things um that's definitely a higher self a higher you know functioning thing than we can understand i mean you don't think about your uh arm or your leg if it's scratched for to heal it just does it on its own Mm -hmm. and you don't you don't really do anything um to your
0: heartbeat you don't control your heartbeat you know you don't make the hair grow on your head because if you did, you would it, you'd grow way thicker hair. You know what I'm saying? Like it yeah. would just be like the the most perfect um, the most perfect head of hair for sure. I right. wonder, um, you know, Dolores. A lot of her talkins kind of mirror uh, Buddhism and uh, Hinduism in that there's like a hint of uh, reincarnation there, and there's this cycle where death and rebirth happens over and over again until you reach um some people call it nirvana uh you reach that true enlightenment and then at that point there's nothing else for you to learn and then you you join uh the source or god right um do you do you believe in uh in god as in like a, a single all-powerful creator or do you do you like Do you feel more comfortable calling it source and believing kind of like a source energy with like a, with a Christian, with a Christian upbringing, you know, I just, I'm curious where you're at now.
1: Yeah. Well, to me, universe and God are the same thing. Um, and my problem with the Bible or anything that is written is the ability for man to adjust it. Um, And I like, I can't, I can't remember if this is Dolores or where this is coming from, but another theory is, oh no, it's Neville. Neville was talking about, he knows people that have died and he's seen them perfectly fine afterwards. Like he imagined that they didn't die Mm -hmm. and then he's seen them and they're perfectly fine and they have no knowledge of dying. And
0: is that man is this the Mandela effect? Yeah,
1: yeah, it could be that yeah, that's yeah, that's a whole nother topic. (laughs) (laughs) It's bearing it's Barron Steen beers. We do know Mm -hmm. that. There's no question. It's actually
0: Neville Goddard, Yeah. Not Goddard. (laughs) I didn't want to I didn't want to say, I didn't want to freak you out.
1: Didn't want to blow that out, but (laughs) uh no, but the him The thing is, is okay. If time doesn't exist,
0: Mm, which it doesn't.
1: Right. And Uh if you don't die really. Right. And then the other question is, is you could be dropped in at like, you think that you had a childhood, everything right now. Right. But you could literally be dropped in at 20 years old with the memories of a childhood and of what, how would you know the difference between, I mean, every experience is, mem- me- you know, you remember every experience. I so. mean,
0: for me, I like, I could have been dropped in here tomorrow. My memory is so terrible. Like I don't, I don't even know what I did <laughs> yesterday. So I, I could, this could be my first day in this reality and it'd be completely, completely normal as far as my brain's concerned. Become a part of the Unscrewed Mind by following us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube at Unscrewed Mind. Also, feel free to email Rusty and I. Our address is unscrewedmind at gmail.com. Tell us what you thought of the show, pick a subject for a future show, or just say hi. And until next time, stay grateful.